Well, let's once again, let me say uh, welcome. We're so grateful that you are here. And uh, I want to say happy birthday, North Place. Uh, today is our third birthday. And uh, for those of you who have been around here uh, for very long at all, uh, you know that birthdays are something that uh, we take very, very seriously, and uh, we usually uh, do a big, huge blowout party and all of those things, but obviously uh, this year due to uh, COVID restrictions, uh, we are limited to having 50 people in a service, and, and uh, last year and the year before, I don't know if you remember how many people were just sort of spilling over, it's impossible for us to do that, uh, but here's what I will commit to you, we are, we are still going to party. Uh, there will be a time and a place in the not-too-distant future uh, where these uh, restrictions will, will be lifted. And uh, when they are, uh, we are going to celebrate together. And as we do, we're going to be celebrating not just our birthday, but uh, other miracles that uh, God is doing and is going to do on our behalf. And uh, so we just want to say happy birthday, and while we can't do everything that we would love to ordinarily do, uh, we are celebrating today, and really that's what today is about. It's about celebrating uh, the word that the Lord has given us and spoken over us, and the work uh, that he has done in us and in our, in our community over the last year. I don't know if you recall, but around a year ago, uh, we were in a worship service, much much like the one today, and uh, and Desra was leading us in worship. And during the time of her leading us in worship, um, she just began to uh, she just began to share with us, uh, much like she did this morning. And she said um, that the Lord had spoken to her, and that He had spoken to her that this was to be a season that we would began to pray audacious prayers. And she talked about the fact that the Lord was leading her to, to pray audacious prayers and that she was writing them in her journal. And she encouraged us and said that the word of the Lord for us as a community was that we would pray audacious prayers as North Place, that we would pray audacious prayers over our family, over our jobs, over situations that we were facing. And early part of last year, many of us were facing a lot of challenging things. And, and we were looking toward 2020, and, and, and many of us had personal things, and, and we had things as a church that we were facing, transitions we were facing, and difficulties. Little did we know that when God spoke that prophetic word to Desra and that she shared that with us, little did we know the year that we were going to have in 2020. When she, when she encouraged us to pray that prayer, I was sitting right over here. The building was the way we used to have the building set up. We were full of people. I remember weeping. I remember being moved by the Lord when she uh, shared that, being challenged by the Lord because personally her and I uh, were looking toward our year and we knew what was ahead of us. As the leader of North Place Church, I knew that this was, you know, we were about to celebrate our second birthday. We were about to go into our third year. There were challenges ahead of us. We had a three-year lease on this building. I knew that would, 
that this was that year was going to be the last year of the lease on this building. I knew that we were in a season of transition and 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 there were a lot of challenges ahead and and with all of that as Desra shared, the Lord just really that resonated with me and and I began to pray audacious prayers. But I had no way of knowing, just like you had no way of knowing what was coming in 2020. And in the days and weeks ahead, things began to unfold with, with COVID-19. And as the church moved into lockdown and we moved into lockdown here in South Africa, and many of the people that are in our community began to face many, many challenges, financial challenges, challenges with their job, personal challenges. I just, I don't know about you, but I was just overwhelmed by the need. And there were times when I would reflect on the words that Desra shared, because I believe that was a prophetic word from the Lord, and I would reflect on those words, and I thought, Lord, how can I pray audacious prayers when it feels like the world is falling around me? And I would reflect on the prayers that I would pray before COVID and before everything broke loose, the big audacious prayers that that the prophetic word of the Lord came to us and told us to pray, I would reflect on those words. And, and I don't know about you, but during, during 2020, I came to a place where it went from praying audacious prayers to, man, I just want to survive. I just want to make it through. Is it okay that I be honest with you? As things just happened, I, I struggled. And as we moved into the year, the Lord reminded me, of what Desra said, and he said, Randy, I never, I never changed my mind about that. I spoke to you to pray audacious prayers, and just because your circumstances have changed, and just because you can't understand and see what is going on, I have still called you to pray audacious prayers. So there was a moment in time, in the middle of last year, where the Lord just fired something off inside of me and said, this isn't a time to pull back from those things that I've called you to, but this is a time to move forward into those things that I've called you to. And just as I gave you that word, I've called you to pray audacious prayers, to declare my word over your life and over the ministry of North Place Church. And so we continued and we said, yes, Lord, whatever it is that you want to do. From the beginning of North Place Church, it's been our dream. It's been our passion that this would be a church, not that wouldn't exist just for the sake of existing, but that this would be a multiplying church, that we would be a church that would raise up people for ministry, that we would be a church that would connect with others and that would multiply for church planting in our city and, and in our nation and all over the world, and that we would continue to engage in that work. And as 2020 unfolded, um, I, I struggled with, Lord, how do we continue to push with that? But God said, Randy, I've called you to pray audacious prayers, and I've called you to do audacious things. And so as we moved into 2020, we sensed the Lord saying to us that this was not a time to stop. It was not a time to quit and give up, but to do what it was that he called us to do. And so you may recall at the end of last year, um, I shared with you that if you were sensing and feeling that perhaps God was calling you into ministry, that Desert and I were going to host a conversation for those who felt called into ministry. And so over the course of five or six weeks, we met with people who God may be speaking to them. And out of that time, uh, we, 
we began to visit with those folks and share with them that we as a church wanted to make a commitment to them that if God had called them to ministry that we were going to launch a, an internship program here at North Place Church to train people and develop people for ministry. I told you that I had some things to share with you today, some victories to share with you. And so right now what I want to share with you is that here in 2020, in spite of, in spite of all, in 2021, in spite of all that we faced in 2020, we are moving forward and have moved forward with the plan that God has given us to train people and prepare people for ministry. And this week we launched North Place's ministry internship program. And right now, yes, praise God. Right now, I want, I want our four interns to come and join me up here at the front. You know them. They're people who have uh, been a part of our ministry. You guys, come on up. Uh, most of you know these friends. They've been a part of our community. Just come stand right here in case you don't uh, know them or haven't met them. Uh, this is Evans over here on my right and your left. Uh, this is Ian. And... And Stephanie, and this is Larissa, in case you've never met them. We're so proud of them. Uh, there were several others that God is speaking to and calling them to ministry. And, um, and we know that God is going to continue to, to work in their lives. And we're going to continue to move forward with this intern program. And, and uh, what God has spoken to us is this is something we're going to do year over year over year. Uh, but I wanted to take this time uh, this morning to introduce uh, these friends to you because they're joining us as interns for the year. Uh, they are. They have enrolled in a global university in a in a Bible program, uh, in a bachelor's in Bible and theology program. So, in in spite of their other full time jobs that they have and all this stuff, they're going to be studying Bible and theology, and they're going to be they've committed time to serve here at the church and to help move forward the work of the ministry here in this church. And so, here's what I'd like to do at this time. I'd like to ask you to stretch your hand toward them. Uh, we are so grateful when God gives gifts to his church, and these are gifts to us here at North Place. And so I want us to pray over them as we release them into this internship this year and all that God has called them to. Father, we thank you so much because you are a God who is faithful over your word. Lord, before North Place even existed in Durban, South Africa, you spoke into our heart and you told us that this would be a place that people would be trained and released for ministry. And Father, even though last year was a year where most of the year we couldn't even meet, most of the year it, it seemed challenging to even imagine the future. God, you called us to this and you spoke to us to be audacious, to not stop, to not quit, to not give up, to trust you. And so, Lord, we thank you that you have made provision for this internship program. And, Lord, you have made provision for each one of these friends to do what it is that you've called them to do. Father, we bless them in the name of Jesus. We know that this is going to be a season that's going to require a lot of time and energy from them. We pray, Lord, that you would give them that time, give them that energy. And, Lord, that you, your hand would just be upon them as they serve this year. And Lord, you move them forward into all that you've called them to. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you just one more time let these people know how much you love them. We love you guys. You may be seated.
when I think about the word audacious, I think about the kind of person who just goes for it. Even when it seems ridiculous, even when it seems impossible, even when it seems like it just doesn't make sense. And I have to be honest, there were times during this year that it didn't seem to make sense to me. But what I heard the Lord say was that we were to keep pushing forward. I want us this morning to look in 2 Chronicles, at a story, and the truth is there are many stories in the Bible that, that you could refer to, but there's a particular story in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 that I want us to look at of a man who prayed audacious prayers, who moved forward in an audacious way, even when it seemed impossible. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, let me read verses 1 through 3 to you. It says this, after this, the Moabites... And the Ammonites with some of the Menunites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some of the people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in the Engedi. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat requ- uh, resolved to inquire of the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast in all of Judah. If you were to go throughout scripture, you could find example after example after example of God's people who were brought into situations that seemed impossible, that seemed ridiculous, that seemed overwhelming. And their response to those situations were to with audacity, come before the Lord and to pray and to seek his face and to seek his intervention in a situation that was bigger and beyond them. As Jehoshaphat hears this news of this impending uh, situation in which he was going to be invaded by this army, I love looking at his response because he didn't, he, although he was alarmed, he didn't panic. He didn't go out and say, get the garrison together, get the army together, let's let's get ready for battle. No, that's not what he did. The Bible says that although he was alarmed, he said, let me go and talk to God about this situation first. You see, as you and I learn to pray audacious prayers, what we have to learn, number one, is we have to delay our reaction. There are different types of personalities, and, and some personalities move quickly, some personalities move slowly. But what I have found often, and we've talked about it before here, is that when we are faced with overwhelming situations, many times, many times, we so get caught up in our emotions, in our reaction to the situation, that we respond in a way that complicates that complicates God's provision or his blessing or his answer. I wonder how often we short-circuit God's provision and his protection in our lives because we lack the spiritual resilience to live in the tension of faith. See, that's the thing about faith. The thing about biblical faith is that it is a place of tension. The Bible says that faith is when you know something you can't see. When you believe something you don't have evidence for. 
That's what the Bible teaches us about faith. And that state of being where I believe something I don't have evidence for creates tension in our life. And what I've learned in my own life and in the observation of others is that it seems as though we've come to a place where we're so adverse towards any type of tension that we're unwilling to live in that space of believing something that I don't have evidence for. We're unwilling to live in that space to declare those things that God has spoken, but we can't see yet. See, Jehoshaphat was a man who moved forward in faith, not in himself, not in his army, but faith in God. He determined that instead of reacting, instead of taking up arms, instead of trying to solve the problem himself, he said, I'm going to go to God. You see, if you and I are going to pray audacious prayers, then we must be disciplined to not react to our circumstances, to not react to the chaos, to not even react to our own emotions and our own feelings and the way that our situation causes us uh, to, to, to feel in our gut, our mind, in our heart. We have to have the spiritual discipline to wait on the Lord. How many times do we find in scripture the Bible encouraging us to wait on the Lord? Anybody here besides me have a hard time waiting? Yeah, there's, there's a few of us. I have a very difficult time waiting. And, and so as a result of that lack of patience, that inability to wait, I've found that in my own life, I, I get myself worked up, right? Do you, does anybody else do that? Like you get some bad news or something isn't going your way or the world is falling apart with COVID, you know, stuff like that. And I get all worked up. You probably don't do this, but I start like running all these scenarios in my mind. Like what if this happens, then I'm going to do this. And what if this happens, then I'm going to do this. Anybody else besides me? Yeah, it can, it can really mess you up. And, and what happens, you start running all of these scenarios in your head. You get yourself, I can feel it. Like I feel my blood pressure rising. And it's bad during Durban summer when I get worked up because I'm already hot. And then I just get, and then I'm like pouring sweat, right? Jehoshaphat models for us the kind of audacity that says, you know what? Yeah, it's bad, but I'm going to wait on God. The question for you and I this morning is do we have the audacity to wait on God in our circumstance and in our situation? Are we going to allow our circumstance, our situation, our battle, the overwhelming odds, the enemy that is impending, that is coming to destroy us, are we going to allow him to rob us of our peace? The second thing that I want you to see is it relates to Jehoshaphat and his audacity, his audacious prayer life is that Jehoshaphat stirred up his own faith. He stopped and he waited on God and then he stirred up his faith. You may say, well, Pastor Andy, you just, 
you don't know. You don't know what I've gone through. You don't know my difficulty. You don't know the battle that I have faced. You don't know what's happened at my job. You don't know what's happened in my marriage. You don't know what I'm, you know what, friend? I don't know. I don't know what you're battling. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what your circumstances are. If I do know, if you have told me, I don't, I'm not going to pretend like I understand what it's like to walk in your shoes. I don't know what it means to be you. I can't control your chaos no more than you control your chaos. You may say, well, pastor, you don't understand. I, 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 I have, I have a, a, a mental situation and, and I have a chemical imbalance and, and, and it's the chemistry of my body that gets me worked up and and that's why I'm the way that I am and you know what friend I don't I don't understand that I would never pretend to understand that but I will say this you may not be able to control your chaos and you may not be able to control the chemistry of your body but you and I can control the confession of our mouth let me say that again. You may not be able to control your chaos, and you may not be able to control your chemistry, but you can control the confession of your mouth. Notice Jehoshaphat in his situation in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 5 and 6. The Bible says, Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over the kingdoms of the nation. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. See, Jehoshaphat couldn't control his chaos. And I, I don't know if Jehoshaphat dealt with a chemical imbalance or not. I don't know if he had anxiety. I don't know what his situation was like. But I do know this. He decided to take control of his mouth. He decided to control his confession. And he said, listen, let me just make sure everybody is aware, including myself, of exactly who God is. You see, friend, we have to remind ourselves who we have to remind ourselves whose we are. Jehoshaphat, I love it. When, you know, when we talk to God and we tell God who he is, do you think somehow or another we're reminding him? God knows exactly who he is. He doesn't suffer, suffer from insecurity like we do. Jehoshaphat said, you're the God of my forefathers. In other words, Jehoshaphat was saying, listen, let me just make sure we all understand, including myself, who it is that I belong to. I belong to the God who is the creator of all things. I belong to the God who is capable of all things. You see, when we pray audacious prayers, we have to be the kind of people who start by reminding ourselves of the position that we're in. Because it gets real easy to feel like we're in an insecure position. It becomes very easy to feel like we're the victim, to feel like we're going to lose, to feel like we're going to be crushed. It's, it's very easy to feel feel like we've already lost but Jehoshaphat said let me remind myself of exactly whose I am I belong to the God of all creation he said let me remind myself of whose I am and then he said let me remind myself of exactly what he has done 
You see, if we're going to pray audacious prayers, we, we need to remind ourselves of what God has done. Friend, this is why in your daily 20, this is why we teach you to start with at least five minutes of worship. Because the Bible sets a pattern for us over and over and over again of audacious pray, praying, audacious prayer. And it starts by posturing, by positioning yourself in a place of praise. Because praise helps you and I to understand whose we are and exactly what he has done. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 7 through 9. Listen to what Jehoshaphat says. Our God. Do, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to their descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built it, built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying if calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress and you will hear us and save us. Jehoshaphat said, I, I know exactly who you are, God, and I know exactly what you have done. I want to encourage you this morning, friend, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, no matter what curveball 2020 may have thrown you, no matter what your situation is, no matter how overwhelmed you may be in this moment, it has not changed who God is and it has not changed what he has done in your life. I, I love reading the words of the psalmist. I love reading the words of David when he talks about the fact that he would stir himself up in the Lord. He would begin to declare these psalms to remind himself of exactly who God was. See, many of us, many of us need to develop the discipline of reminding ourselves every day, God is bigger. How do I know he's bigger? Well, I know that he's bigger because this is what he's done. This is what he's done in my life. This is what he's done in my family's life. This is what he's done in Pastor Randy's life. Friend, if you don't have stories of your own, just ask somebody. It's time we start telling our stories so that we can be stirred up in the Lord so that we can remember exactly what God has done for us I remember I remember I've told you so many of my stories I remember when I was so sick with tick bite fever I remember during that season of time I literally thought I was going to die and I remember a night during that time as I was praying and I was so overwhelmed I remember thinking back to when I was a little boy and I, I was running a fever and I was so sick and my mother came in and she said Randy we're gonna have to take you to the hospital and I remember in my childlike faith in my childlike faith I remember saying no mommy I don't want to go to the hospital just pray for me and God will heal me and I remember my mom laying her hand on me I remember her praying over me I remember her praying in the spirit and not having any idea what she was saying as she prayed in tongues I remember that moment as as, as if it were today and I remember when she took her hand off of me and walked out of the room my body broke into a cold sweat and that fever broke and God healed me in that moment 
moment during that time when I thought I was dying with tick bite fever, I remembered what God has done in the past. And although I was sick, I said, Lord, I'm sick, but I know that you are a healer. See, friend, it's time that we start reminding ourselves what God has done for us. If you're overwhelmed with your right now, remind yourself of what God has done in the past. And here's the thing, friend, because we are in community, if you don't have enough stories for yourself, it's time that we start talking to each other. That's why we are community. That's why scripture was written. That's why the Psalms were written. That's why it's all there so that there can be within the community a confession of faith. You and I, when we pray audacious prayers, we remind ourselves of whose we are. We remind ourselves of what God has done. And then we boldly, audaciously, we make our requests before the Lord. Verse 12, Jehoshaphat says, oh God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do. But our eyes are on you. You may not know what to do right now. Your company may have come to you and said, you know what, you can keep your job, but you have to take a pay cut. And you had to take that pay cut, and that pay cut isn't enough to pay the bills. You may be in a situation right now where your marriage is falling apart, and you don't know what to do. You may be in a situation right now where your body is breaking down, and you don't know what to do. Jehoshaphat modeled to us. He said, remind yourself of whose you are. Remind yourself of what God has done. And then when you have your posture right, then when you know the position that you're in, make your request known to the Lord. Let him know exactly what it is that you need. Don't be afraid to be honest with him. God, we're overwhelmed. This is bigger than us. We need your help. I love how Jehoshaphat led these people. He said, God, we need you. Our eyes are on you. Our eyes are not on the enemy. They're not on the circumstance. They're not on the situation. I'm not going to fixate. I'm not going to focus. See, here's the deal. Many of us fixate and we focus on the problem. We rehearse the problem over and over and over again. Hello? We state it over and over and over again. I'm losing my house. I can't pay my bond. I'm losing my job, my life. We just keep rehearsing the problem. We keep making the enemy bigger and bigger and bigger. Jehoshaphat said, I'm not going to make the enemy bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm not going to keep my eyes on the enemy. I'm going to put my eyes on you, Lord. How many times does scripture talk about keeping your eyes on the Lord? This is why we teach you in your daily 20 to take that time for worship, to take that time to get into his word, to hear the word of the Lord, to know the promises of the Lord, and then to pray, to spend five minutes telling the Lord exactly what's going on. Then the last thing we do in that 20 minutes, that, that daily 20, is we say take five minutes and listen to the Lord. You see, whenever we pray audacious prayers... We pray and we declare to the Lord exactly what our need is. But then we, then we take time to listen for the Lord to respond. We trust God to fight on our behalf. See, 
Oftentimes, I pr- I'm afraid what I do is I pray these audacious prayers. I, I get a spark of faith, and, and I declare these things to the Lord, and then I try to take these things into my hand and make it happen, right? I'll bring an offering to the Lord. I'll bring a prayer. I'll place it on the altar, and I'll say, Lord, help me with that. But before I leave, I pick it up off of the altar, and I put it on my back, and I walk away with it. Anybody else do that? Lord, I need a miracle. I need your help. Okay, I told you about that. Let me take it with me and try to solve that this week. Jehoshaphat modeled something else to us. He waited on the Lord. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 15. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. See, the promise, remember, Jehoshaphat had rehearsed a promise back to God. The promise was that these were God's people and that God's hand was upon them to bless them. Because Jehoshaphat knew who he's, whose he was and who God was and what God had done, he knew the promise. And the promise was that this wasn't his battle, it was God's battle. God says this, you won't need to fight in this battle. Just stand strong in your places and you will see the Lord save you. Over a year and a half ago, I was um, contacted by some friends to come and, um, and to speak to some partners in the United States. When we started North Place Church, God gave us a vision uh, to plant a church that would be more than just a church, that it would be a place where we would minister to the community. And in particular, God put it in our heart that we would have a facility that would be an intersection, that it would be an intersection in our community, not just a, a building that people went to once a week, but that it would be an intersection between the marketplace and the church, that it would be an intersection between people's needs and the church, that it would be a building that would be used week all week long, every day, and that it would be a place where people could come and go and do business and life and get training and all of those things. And as we started the church, you know our story It's been so difficult to find a place to meet. It took us a a year to find anyone who would even rent a building to us. And um, it was a challenge. It took us, after we found this building at Tim Meridian Drive and someone that would meet to us, uh, rent to us, it took us um, 14 months uh, to get special consent. In fact, if you recall, on our our second birthday last year, we actually received the, the certificate for special consent. How, do you, how many of you remember that? We were able to legally be here as a church. And so as we were going into 2020, I knew this lease was going to end. We, only, we had a little more than a year left. And I began to pray, God, what is next? This, we need a facility. You've promised us a facility, a place that we could be an intersection and meet the city. So about a year, a little over a year and a half ago, I got a phone call and was asked to come and to meet with some partners and and um, this was all pre-COVID. I went and met with them and shared the vision that God has given us for uh, a building, a facility here in Durban that could be a, a, an intersection we could do business out of and we could train people and we could do all kinds of things. And It was a great meeting, went away from that praying that God would do a miracle. 
then we come to the first of the year and Desra shares this prophetic word with us, pray audacious prayers. And, and uh, I said, wow, Lord, that, that word's for me. I need to pray audacious prayers that, that, that you would give us the resources to purchase a building. And um, we would look around for buildings and, and uh, be like, okay, God, we need a miracle. And COVID hit. And it was like, oh, well, I, I, nothing's going to happen during this time. I told you that I had a massive announcement to make today that's history changing for North Place Church. And I'm going to make that announcement right now, and that is this. God has, in spite of, in spite of 2020, in spite of, in spite of everything that we have faced, God has actually given us the resources that we need, the cash to go and buy a building, we have the cash to go and buy a building, pay cash for it without a bond. We, we are going to, in the next few weeks, find the right building that God has for us, and we are going to purchase it for this ministry going forward. I can't even... I just can't even, <laughs> in spite of everything, in spite of everything, God has continued to place his hand on this church and this ministry. And what people have said are impossible, God is making possible. Here's where we're at, church. God has called us to pray audacious prayers. He's called North Place Church to be an audacious church for the sake of his kingdom in this city. He's given us a miracle that is beyond our comprehension. He has been faithful. He has been faithful in his word over us. The question is not who is God. The question is, as his people, are we going to audaciously step into those things that he's called us to? Friend, in the same way that God has been faithful to us and given us the resources that we need so that we can move into negotiations and buy a building here in this neighborhood for his glory, he is audaciously moving in your life. I'm going to ask you to stand with me right now. I know... As Desra said, I know that there are many of you, there are many of you who are facing unbelievable challenges. I know that there are some of you who have lost business. I know that there are some of you who, um, it feels like the enemy has robbed you of everything. But in spite of those things and in spite of what you're facing, God is still God. He's still in control, and he still is faithful in the words and promises that he's made over you. Some of you who are watching online, maybe you're not here today because of the challenges that you are facing. And you may say, you know what? It's too big. And that's exactly what Jehoshaphat said to the Lord. God, this is too big. But audaciously, Lord, as your child... I'm coming to you, and I'm declaring your word and your promise over my life. 
and I'm going to trust you to fight on my behalf. In the next few days, we're gonna, we're gonna be negotiating to buy a building. We can't make that happen. We can't make a, builder, a, a building owner do what we want them to do. The Lord is gonna have to fight on our behalf. And so here's what I would like to ask. I'd like to ask as we close out our service today, whatever you're facing, whatever your need is, whatever your circumstance, we're gonna pray together. And as we pray, I want you to just release that to the Lord. And as you do, I want you to declare his promises over your life and exactly who he is, exactly what he's done for you, in you and through you. And ask him to do exactly what it is that you need him to do in your life. And as you do, just release that to him. And then together, we're gonna walk out of this place trusting that he's gonna fight on your behalf and that he's gonna fight on behalf of North Place Church for the right building in the right place. Will you pray with me? Lord, I thank you so much for each one of my friends. I thank you for, I thank you for their faithfulness during this, this last year. God, I'm, I'm so encouraged. I'm so encouraged that we as your people have continued to move forward in spite of the battle. Lord, I pray for every person that is here. You know what it is that they're giving to you. You know what it is that they're returning to you. You know what it is that they're declaring before you right now. Lord, I pray that you do miracles just as you have done a miracle for us here at North Place Church. God, you have given, we have been asking you for resources and God, you have given us the resources to go and to pay cash for a building for the ministry that you've called us to Lord we thank you for that we give you praise we're overwhelmed by the miracle Lord that you have done we give you praise in Jesus name and Lord I pray that that confession that that declaration of your faithfulness would stir up faith inside of every person here this morning or every person that is watching that in spite of what the enemy may do you are faithful over your word Lord and just as you have done a miracle for us as a community God you are doing a miracle you're going to do a miracle in our hearts and lives right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I bless my friends. I bless my friends as they go this week. May they go in power. May they go in might. In Jesus' name, amen.